So I uh, I have this. I, someone sent me this poem yesterday. I believe it was my producer from, I don't know who said it. It was either my PR guy or the producer from the Father State. And of all the poems I've heard since being on earth, this is my number one poem. It's my number one. And I think when I first heard it, we were celebrating either the fifth or tenth anniversary of my nonprofit bond. And one of the ladies of bond read this poem at the event and it caught my attention and it is my number one poem. Number one. There are other good ones out there, but this one hit home. And I, I'm going to play it at the beginning of every hour this morning. And the reason I am because I want you to hear it. I want you to hear the words. I want you to hear it. I really do want you to hear this. Some people ask me, what is, what is being born again of God like? What does that mean? What is it like? How do you know when you are born again of God? This poem describes salvation or returning to the Father perfectly. Every word of it. And when you're able to live this way, and it is possible, believe me, you can do it. It can be done. But you must return to the Father. You must be born again. You must be born again in order to live this way on earth. And this is what, this is how you would know, besides being able to see again, this is how you would know that God is with you, without a doubt. So I want you to listen to this poem. It is what salvation is all about. And when I use the word salvation, I mean a return to the Father, overcoming, completely overcome sin and living your life, not compared to anyone, not judging anyone, not wanting to be like anyone, but when you're able to do this and be you, you're walking on water. So I want you to listen to this poem. And uh, this is what it means to be born again. When you can do these things, you are born of God. You have returned from the fallen state to your original self prior to the, trauma, the spiritual traumas. So the poem is called If. And it's by a guy by the name of Rudy Yard. Am I right? Rudy Yard Kipling. Rudy Yard Cliff Kipling. And it's called If. I want you to watch. Get your coffee or your milk, whatever you're drinking in the morning. Some people drink milk. Uh, and I want you to pay attention to this point. If you want to know, and, and, and living this way is even better than what you're going to hear because to do it is more amazing than you can ever imagine. But this is what it means to be born again of God, to return to your natural state. So here is the poem, if, watch and listen. If by Rudyard Kipling, 
If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken, and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but are none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Amazing. Gerald, have you seen that before? No, that was the first time I've seen that. And what's your first impression? Um, it makes sense. It's a, it's a, a solid... Um, I didn't know it was going to be um, Trump being the visuals, but um, it makes sense, uh, 100%. What did you think of that? Uh, Have you seen it before or heard that poem before? You know what? I actually did hear that poem as a kid. Oh, you did? Yeah, in school. And so what is your... But I never thought about it till again, till this morning when I put the clip together for the show, right? And oh. so I did see it this morning, right? Yeah. Kind of just a snippet of it. Um, you know, it's cool because it's it really is deep. It really is true what it's saying, but what's deep about it is that it's like, you know how it's exciting to hear the truth? Yeah. And... um it's like exciting to hear the truth, but it also brings you kind of like, it kind of reminds you and kind of like calms you down and brings you back to like reality. And so that's what I really like about it. I wish I could have it playing somewhere in my head, like as a reminder at all times, <laughs> just to kind of bring me back, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like the, you know how the sound of prayer brings you back. It's kind of like that. Amazing. This will happen in your life when you overcome anger when you overcome hate, because anger is hatred. You can call it hate, you can call it uh, uh, resentment, or you can call it anger. It's the same spirit, just with nice names, right? Because generations have been so corrupt that they can't handle strong words, and so they rename it evil. They give it new names to soften the evil so you can live in it and be of it. But if you can... When you overcome anger, you will be able to become a son or daughter of God. 
you will be able to live that way, the if way, because what happens is, and I'm a living witness to it. I'm, I'm just telling you that. It's not me, but I'm telling you, it's living witness. He renews your mind. Once you overcome that anger, your whole heart is renewed. Your mind is renewed. And all the things that was controlling you of the world that was important to you, you barely can remember anymore. And you get to a point where when you're threatened by your enemies, the children of Satan, because they will work overtime to try to destroy good, they hate good. And it's not them, but it's the spirit in them. It hates good. And it's in male and female, because male have to overcome female. It hates good. And it will work overtime to try to destroy anything that it could possibly do. But if you're born again of God, you'll be able to deal with it. It won't be a thing to you. That poem is perfect example of what you will become when you overcome that anger or hatred or resentment. It's the same thing. Really, it, your whole world changes. You'll be in the world, but not of it. You will be in the world, but the world cannot control you. It will be yours. Amazing. Uh, Joel, ask me that question. Joel had an amazing question during the break. And I'm like, hey, let's, let's ask me that on the radio so that others can hear. Um, okay, let me try to arrange it. So if you get a thought, right, and you get all kinds of feeling with it, right, yeah. and it's deep, <laughs> do you just observe it, watch it, or do you fight back saying, oh, it's a lie, don't, don't believe it, and fight back with the truth of what you know, or do you just watch it? What's a deep feeling? You know, like when you, if it's like something good it tells you or something bad, you get a feeling about it. Either you get excited or it makes you feel all down. Uh, Do you just watch it and that's it? Say, oh, and then just acknowledge that you have that? Or do you fight back with the truth by either bringing the scripture or... <laughs> <laughs> the word. In the beginning, that was the word. What do you say, Nick? That's a good question. You're the preacher. Let's say you walk down the no, road kidding. and Joel, you see Joel and he rapping. Joel, we got to play some of your rap music, don't you? <laughs> now it's not. Yo, now you're going to play the rap music. It's the rap music. Uh, it's like, might, might as well not even do it. Don't make me feel like that. <laughs> now a, that you a consolation it, prize. But you were saying? And you walking down the road and Joel asks, do I fight this feeling with the scriptures or say, say it's a lie? Or do I just do what? What would you say? Oh, man. Uh, my first instinct is to say that, I mean, because you're saying, oh, should I fight back with the truth, right? But um, I don't, my first, is, my first instinct is to avoid getting into a conversation with Satan in the first place. I don't know <laughs> if, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Because you start talking and then, man, it's so crazy. Have you ever had a conversation with Satan? <laughs> it's so crazy because you're like, once you come out of it, you're like, wow, that whole thing, the up, the down, the fighting, the this, the that, that whole thing was a giant lie. It was a giant nightmare. <laughs> and it's better to just forget it. What I recommend, if you don't want to end up on the street as a bomb talking to yourself, <laughs> quote the scriptures, I recommend you just watch it. Don't fight it. You can't you can't fight it. 
it's a spirit. It's a spiritual battle. So, like, when you are in your head and you're feeling the pain of it, fear, doubt, worry, whatever it might be, just watch it because it's God who's allowing you to see it and you see the thoughts of it, too, that brought it. Just relax in it, in the pain. Take the pain. Uh, Take the pain and just watch it and continue to go to work, continue to be on the phone, whatever you're doing, continue that and let the and relax in the pain. Go to it and relax in it. So do you even tell yourself it's a lie? No, you would see by seeing the thought, you would know it's a lie. But say if you don't know it's a lie, because when you get that feeling, it's just so convincing, right? But once you wake up, become a, <laughs> you wake up, you overcome by forgiving, you're going to know all thoughts are lies. And that because you can't have a feeling without the thoughts. God does not give you feelings that right. will bring pain or false joy to you. All right, so a person who doesn't know that the thoughts are lies, right? Right. And they get that feeling, and the feeling is so believable. Like, they just believe it's true, whatever, right? Do they try to convince themselves that it's not true, or do they even say, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie? You can say that if you want, but you're not fighting it. You're just reminding yourself it's a lie, and hopefully that will help you relax. But don't try to fight it. Don't try to get Uh rid of the pain. Inward pain inner pain, just relax in it, and your ego is dying, and you are overcoming the world. Because the only reason you have the pain, something is too important to you. Mm. The job Mm. is too important. The money is too important. Not getting the job is too important. What others think about you is too important. What's been said about you is too important. So you're worried about your reputation or your children or what others think about you or a woman that you lost. Or, or whatever. And so when you take the pain of that, you're overcoming it. And then that would no longer mean anything to you. And if someone does talk about you, that's what the if poem is about. So, so if someone does treat you in the wrong way, it's not a big deal because you have overcome that. Your ego has died from that. And it's not important to you anymore. Right, because the only reason why the thoughts... That saying can use it against you because it's too important. Yeah. For example, if I out of nowhere I said, Joel, your hair is too nappy. Mm-hmm. And your mind overreacts just like that. I'm blowing out. And then dying. and then you feel the pain of that. And you're like, oh Lord, what others are thinking? Right. And you look in the mirror, all you see is nappy hair. <laughs> <laughs> Even though nothing wrong with your hair, right? Right, and, right, right. But you because your thought overreacted right away and you felt it. And now the pain is making you Get into another thought and overreact. But if you, if I say your hair is too nappy and you think it, you feel it, you think about it right away and feel it, relax in that, right. you'll overcome that. And so when I say next time your hair is too nappy, it wouldn't even be a thing. Right, right. So it wouldn't you, even bother you. Okay, so I see. So would you say that the best thing to do is when you get that pain and you watch it, just to leave it alone. Like, you don't even have That's to right. say... Do nothing. You don't even have to say, it's a lie. Right. No, you don't have to say that. <laughs> so so you get so you get told you got nappy hair and you're about to overreact. What, what if you do? Or if you, do if you feel it inside, are you overreacting? Yes. Wait, so if you feel it, it you're already overreacting? You're already overreacting to so just then hearing that. The thought makes you over. You over. Can you overcome even if you're feeling it? Like, do you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, is it too late of, if you've already felt it? No. You're like, okay, I failed. I gotta wait till the next time. No. Okay. To when you overreact immediately in your head and you feel the pain, 
Now you take the pain, you're dying from that. So feeling that pain is you're on the right track. You're on the just right don't track. Over, just don't overreact to the pain. Don't try to run away from the pain by smoking a joint mm. or getting mad at the, the hater mm. or judging yourself or others or trying to get into music, something that makes you don't run away from it. Take it. You're overcoming that because when someone said it to you, you didn't know how important it was to you until they said it. Do you think that's what it means by be angry and sin not? Because obviously you shouldn't be angry, but if you do feel that, you don't, don't hate. react to right, it. Don't hate. Right. Okay. Church. That's deep. Church. Uh, Joel and I was making a point during the break. You know how it says, count it all joy when you're feeling the pain, tribulations, work is patient. So when, when you trip out on a thought and you have the pain of it, what it's saying to you, your enemy is really helping you and not hurting you. They are forcing you to look at things that are too important to you, even though they're trying to hurt you with it. And, and the fact that you have pain from it and thoughts from it, it means those things or that person or those people or whatever other is too important to you. So now they've given you the opportunity to die from it. The ego died from that. And if you just let that happen, it will die, and the next time your enemy is trying to use it against you, it will not mean anything to you. You're over it. it it's crazy because it's almost like, how could it be that simple? You know? <laughs> <laughs> because you literally, like you're saying, and it makes sense to me 100%, is that you literally do not do anything. You feel the pain, let yourself feel the pain, and you just deal with it. Counting on joy when you're feeling the pain. Tribulations, work is patience in your life. You're right. Right. <laughs> so I want to play this if point again. I'm playing this at the top of every hour today. If, right, and by Rudyard, Rudyard, uh, Kipling. And it, I want you to hear this point. I want you to watch it and hear it if you can watch it. You can podcast later and watch it. But listen, this is what is going to happen to you when you go and forgive. Don't ask for forgiveness. You forgive. And God will forgive you. I'm sorry for resenting you. I realize now you can't help yourself, right? And God will forgive you. You're going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's going to be amazing. You will become, as this poem is saying, I'm, t I'm a witness. Really. And... You will become this way, and you will know that you're a son or daughter of God because you've overcome the world. You're in it and not of it, meaning that you can't be controlled by the world anymore. It will happen naturally. You can't make it happen. Your mind will be renewed, really, from the world, and you will develop, you will develop the mindset of God, your father, your true father. God. All right. So watch if it's amazing. If by Rudyard Kipling. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting. 
O being lied about, don't deal in lies. O being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to, broken, and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but are none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Amazed. I weep on the inside when I hear that because that's what I want for all mankind. That's what Christ came so you may have that on earth. You don't have to wait until you die. You don't have to hope that uh, I'm just going to live a horrible life now. Maybe when I die, the Lord will be with me, right? You can have it now. You don't have to wait. You're not supposed to be living miserable lives as sons and daughters of God. It's a battle between good and evil. So you go, evil is working through you and through other people. But when you overcome it, the other people who are evil will come after you. And you'll be glad to see it because you would see who your friends are, who your real enemies are as well. And your enemies sometimes look like family members. That Sometimes they are family members and so-called friends, but they will reveal themselves and you'll be glad to see it. And it, you will change and you won't know like a child that's growing physically. That child doesn't know that he or she is growing, right? One day they just realize they're older, they're taller, they're taller than their parents, they're stronger. But they don't, they don't feel themselves growing. Likewise, in the spirit, it's the same way. You don't feel your mind being renewed. There's no feeling to it. You just realize, wow, I used to care about those things. And you feel you would you would know that you're blessed, that you're in the world and not of fear and doubt and all the stuff that your enemy try to hurt you. Because anyone that's tried to hurt another person is evil. It's pure evil. They're jealous. They're evil. They're of Satan, and they hate the good that they see in you, and they cannot help it. Whether it's a blood family member or what, another so-called Christian. They can't help it. But once you're of God, your spirit is right. You're of good. You won't treat anyone that way, anyone. You will never try to hurt anyone. You will try to point them the right way. You will forgive those who come. That point is deep. Isn't that a deep point? And to me, it's just deep, deep, deeper, because I understand it clearer now. 
It's my, you will get there, folks, but you must go and forgive. Before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you got to go and forgive mama and grandmama and forgive your fathers for not being there for you. They love you. It's just that they can handle them because they were married to their mama. They never forgave. Every woman they were involved with was mama. And they're looking for mama's love, thinking that that will fulfill the void inside of them. And it won't. It just makes them weak. Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share the Jesse Lee Peterson radio show, folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it.